welcome back to another episode of Unprofessionals Asking Questions. I'm Sid. And I'm Julia. And this week's episode is about Groundhog Day. And why is it celebrated? Yeah, kind of excited. We did just have Groundhog's Day. I'm saying that weird. Groundhog Day. It's not Groundhog's Day. Hogs. Groundhog's. Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day was yesterday, February 2nd. If you're listening to this episode, it's, you know, further away than that. But we wanted to wait till after the outcome of Groundhog Day to see if we're going to have spring or more winter. Mm -hmm. And turns out, according to a groundhog, we're going to have an early spring. Yeah, and he's always accurate, as we'll get into. But this episode has been on our list since we started because it already had passed in the year prior i went a little crazy one day at work when i was bored and like dug into this stuff we're bored at work yeah so (laughs) we we, we've been anticipating Mm -hmm. doing this episode and we finally got around to it and we're doing it together we are so you'll notice once in a while we do these episodes where we each do research on our own topic or we do a combined episode so this is going to be combined Um, And to start out, I just kind of wanted to touch on what the tradition is for those of you who don't celebrate and don't know what it's all about. Because Julie and I are, you know, Pennsylvanians, so it's highly celebrated. It's the the most celebrated holiday. (laughs) It really is. Um, So in case you don't know what it is, it's held annually on February 2nd. And there is a weather-predicting groundhog who determines if there's going to be six more weeks of winter or if we're going to have an early spring. Supposedly, when a groundhog leaves its burrow, if it sees its shadow, it will return to hibernation and there will be six more weeks of winter. If it doesn't see its shadow, then spring is right around the corner. We're going to have some warm weather. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. So, two options there. Usually, I feel like it ends up being more winter. Mm-hmm. This year, though... He did not see a shadow, did not go back into his burrow. So that means spring is on its way. Right. Maybe. And we'll talk about other things. I was going to chime in about why he wouldn't, but I'll wait till later. Okay. And this, we're mainly talking about the the Groundhog Day celebrations in Punxsutawney. Or are you That's touching on anything else? Correct. I'm not getting into it. No, you're fine. That was actually next. So it's celebrated in the United States and Canada. When it comes to the United States, it is kind of celebrated in small towns throughout the U.S., but it's most highly celebrated in Pennsylvania, specifically Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, with a groundhog. And if you don't know, did you say, like, where Punxsutawney is? I did it. So if you don't know where it's located, it's a very small town northeast of Pittsburgh. Um, So, like, if you're going up 80, I think... Don't even try to ask me that. I'm pretty sure. Because it's Jefferson County. But yeah, it's just a small town outside of Pittsburgh. Speaking of... Northeast. Technically, not a town. Didn't we just learn that... Oh my gosh, We never brought this up, but we did just recently learn it's sort of off topic. But technically, there's only one official town in Pennsylvania. One. Yeah, it's Bloomsburg, right? Is Bloomsburg. Yeah. Everything else is a borough? Mm-hmm. Or township. Or township. Or city. Mm-hmm. So there's only one town in Pennsylvania. That's wild to me. I did look it up after, and I'm pretty sure that's right. Yeah, I looked it up too, and it has to do with the size, like the population and everything, um, how it's categorized as a town. So, Which like, is still weird to me. So but. what, in cities, because they're small, they do the boroughs? Or like and I think it has to do with if it. they have government mm. or not. Yeah. Something like that. So it's a small borough or township? Yeah. Well, it's, it's in Jefferson Township. 
Okay. The county. County. So it might be a township. I don't know. Not important. It doesn't matter. Anyway, that's where it is. That's where Punxsutawney is. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it's mostly celebrated there with their groundhog named Phil. It's celebrated, like I said, also in Canada, across Canada, but some bigger places that it gets celebrated is in Quebec with a, a groundhog named Fred. <laughs> I love that. And in Ontario with Wyerton Willie. And in Nova Scotia with Shubenacadie. Shubenacadie. Oh, they have a lot. Yeah. Those are like just some main ones that I found. I didn't really get into any of their specific celebrations in Canada because it... It doesn't seem like it. They go as hard as Punxsutawney does. Yeah, um, they do the the normal celebration where they get their groundhog out to see if he sees a shadow or not, and then do just you know have a party and festivities from there. But I focus mostly on Punxsutawney because it is very interesting mm-hmm. what they do. It's been around for a while. It has been around for a while. So it it derives from the Pennsylvania Dutch mm-hmm. and a superstition that they had about the weather and. Animals predicting it. Groundhog Day in Pennsylvania German is because you know that's where Pennsylvania Dutch comes from is Pennsylvania German, right? Um, but Groundhog Day in that language is Grundau. Let me try that again. Grundsau Dock and Grundsau Dog, Grundsau Dog, and Mermel Tierdig. You did. So much better than I would. I'm glad you did. I that. don't know how that went. Say it with confidence next time. Yeah, I should have tried that again. <laughs> you have to be like punctual. In I German. know, but it's hard because I, I stumbled. <laughs> so the where where did this tradition begin? <laughs> All right, let's go back a little bit. Um, so early February, when this is celebrated, is technically the halfway point between the winter solstice and spring equinox, which, which I, I never knew I until this episode. Neither. I never really thought of the halfway points in between those. Yeah, I didn't real like I never knew why February second. Yeah, I, n- I never questioned it. No, me either. And I honestly, I don't even know if I realized it was always on a specific date and not a day of the week because I didn't pay that much attention to it. The only w- my pap was born on February second, mm. and I remembered it because it was Groundhog's Day. Yeah, so I knew it was always the same day, but I never knew why. Yeah, well, this is why we'll get into it. But basically, it started back with the pagans. They would celebrate during this time with a festival of light, which mm-hmm. sounds lovely. They had a, a goddess that they worshipped called Kalik, who wanted um, a long winter. The day would... Wait, hang on. Oh, yeah. If she wanted a long winter, the day would be bright. And if not, it would be a dreary day. So that's how they determined on that day how the weather after this was going to be. She determined it based on her mood that day? Seems like it. Okay. Like, if she wanted it to be a long winter, today's going to be a bright and sunny day. If it was a long winter, it'd be a bright, sunny if, day. Yeah. Going forward. Yeah. But if it was going to be spring early, it was going to be dreary. Rainy. Oh, because, like, spring mm-hmm. rain. Huh. I would have thought, like, opposite. Right. But it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Well, I guess it does cut because if he doesn't see a shadow. Right. Then it's not sunny, super sunny, right? Right. Now I'm getting fucked up in the head. You've always been fucked up in the head. Yeah, I can't wrap my head around this though. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's kind of where it began. And then the holiday's next adaptation was Candlemas. Have you heard of that? I don't even know if I'm saying I, it right. I That's how I was saying it when I was reading it. I did not. Candlemas? 
Maybe. I, I hadn't, I hadn't heard of it until, um, like, I was looking up Groundhog's Day, but I kind of just breezed past that since we said you were going to do the background. Candlemas. Okay. Candlemas. You were right. Candlemas. Candlemas. So I'm sure some people have definitely heard of that because it is a Christian tradition. The reason I don't know is I'm not Christian, so that would be why. Um, but so the clergy would take their candles to the church to have them blessed. So that's what they, it was like a whole tradition where they would, why are you laughing? I don't know, it was funny when you said that. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I, I don't, I don't know anything about. So they bring a candle, candle sorry. <laughs> they take candles to the church to have them blessed. They just smell my pit. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> I heard it. Um, we're good. They're not smelling. Good. Okay. Um, so anyway, it started with the pagans. Of course, then the Christians took over the tradition and made it their own. But the pagans were doing it for the middle part of the sol- like the winter solstice, like the same kind of reasoning? Or what were they ce- celebrating? Like for the candle? The Christians? Yeah. Like how did they... Were the pagans... The pagans didn't have candles. I mean, they had candles. Oh, I thought you said the candlemas was the pagans. No, that was after the pagans. Oh, the, the Christians pagans took over the pagans. Just did a festival of light. Pagans did a festival of light, and they worshiped this goddess who is the one that determined the weather based on if she wanted it to be a longer winter or if she wanted spring. Right. Okay. They would see what the day was like. If it was bright and sunny, it was going to be a long winter. If it was going to be dreary, then spring was on its way. Okay. Then it, it was further adapted by Christian folk and they called it Candlemas and they did things a little bit differently. Um, but it still came back to like what the weather was that day. Okay. It continued to evolve and they had they came up with this poem that was, if Candlemas be fair and bright, come winter, have another flight. If Candlemas brings clouds and rain, go winter and come not again. Wow. So same kind of Poets. things. <laughs> sure. Um, but same idea yeah. with the weather. If that day is bright and sunny, more winter. If it's dreary, spring dreary, spring is on its way. Okay. And the um, candles were just part of the ceremony. Yeah. I I, was, I don't know what else they would do. I, I didn't know. get too far into that because it fine. didn't really pertain to what we were talking about. But after that, the Germans then adapted it further and they selected a hedgehog or a badger. As the weather predictor. Mm-hmm. Not a groundhog. Right, because this is in, not in America. It's kind of like the Easter episode we had where it didn't start with the bunny. Right. What did it start with? What was it? Don't come to me. Was it that one or was it something else that we were shocked by? A, a grouse? No. Hmm. You know? Maybe it was like... I don't Oh, remember. it was pumpkins and turnips maybe I was thinking of with Halloween. We're getting our episodes a little mixed up. Anyway, I need to stop. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so they, they selected a hedgehog or a badger. I saw both. I saw both of those mm-hmm. in different things that I read. As And they chose that as the weather predictor. And eventually, and it was like a similar idea for what would they do today? We're seeing a shadow or not. Okay. They're coming out of hibernation. Um, after that, eventually made its way to America in 1886 because of German settlers who moved to Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. They, since they were in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, they they couldn't find any hedgehogs or badgers around, <laughs> so they settled with groundhogs. 
and that became their new tradition. So, and it was like a group of groundhog hunters, right? That's what I found. Yeah. Or but you can get more into that if you want to. I didn't get. I know there there's like a club. Yeah. That hunts them. If you're ready for me too, but if you have. So let me just talk about the first official celebration. Yeah. And then you can get into that. So the the first official Groundhog Day celebration was on February 2nd, 1887. This was in Gobbler's Knob or on Gobbler's Knob, Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. The celebration was created by a newspaper editor in Punxsutawney named Clymer Fries. He was part of the Punxsutawney Groundhog Club, which was a hunting club. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I missed that part. So he was part of this club and... Again, he was a newspaper editor, and back in 1887, he decided to start the official celebration. The group designated Punxsutawney Phil as the nation's official groundhog meteorologist. And again, the nations. Yeah, and the one and only. Yeah, they were just like, hey, all of the rest of America, it's Phil now. (laughs) Well, I just love how they were groundhog hunters. Mm Mm-hmm. I thought it was just, like, a group of hunters that then dubbed the club. I didn't know the club was a groundhog club. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I knew it was Mm -hmm. related, but I just didn't realize. Anyways. I love how they hunt groundhogs, but they're just like, no, you are going to live. You're going to be the meteorologist. Yep. Yep. And today, it's still part of, like, the groundhog club that, like, runs it, but it's a small group called the Inner Circle, if you wanted to talk more about the Inner Circle. Because, yes. <laughs> to me, it sounds like a cult. It is, <laughs> dude. So, like you said, the club was, like, dubbed by the hunters. So, the Inner Circle has had, like, their members or... You can be a member of the club, but then there's, like, a group of the inner circle. And some have been around for a while. But, like, I feel like it's just crazy that it's gone on for 130-something mm-hmm. years. I think 37 now. 38, maybe. I did the math, but I forget. So, with the inner circle, yeah. a lot of the – all the information that I am going to say, like, right now with the inner circle is from the GroundhogDay.org website, which is mm-hmm. the website for the official Groundhog Day or Groundhog Club or whatever. Um, I have, like, all my sources cited, but some of the things I'm pulling, like, verbatim, so I just want to put that out there. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, when I get into listing the members, some of them have bios on the website. The only bio I'm going to read is Phil's because it's funny. Okay. Um, And there's – they just don't update – their website that much so like there's two that have bios and the other ones don't so mm. that would just be kind of you weird. would think they'd be more on top of that with the series as they you take would it all think so maybe um, you should contact them and see if i was actually <laughs> considering it um but anyways the pennsylvania groundhog day club is quote a group of local dignitaries responsible for carrying on the tradition of groundhog day every year they're the ones who are not only responsible for planning the events every year but they're also responsible for the feeding and care of phil himself so they take care of him year round apparently (laughs) going down the list we're going to start with the one and only punxsutawney phil Uh the one and only you know one and only he's 137 years old yep so he is known as oh and all of them have their names and then it's like their titles for the club okay they're interesting (laughs) phil has a lot of titles so he is the weather predictor extraordinaire also known as seer of seers 
prognosticator of prognosticators. Okay. <laughs> um, national treasure and most photographed Pennsylvanian. Wow. <laughs> I don't wow. know if the stats carry on that. Um, yeah, I think we'll we'll notice that some of the stuff on their website's a little bit made up for sure. Oh yeah, they they take it to the extreme. Mm-hmm. I think it's just like comedy. Yeah, like it has to be. People can't believe this. But anyways, so through the bios, they have like their AKA weather philosophy, favorite drink. On February third, I'll be on Groundhog Day Eve. You can find me. Things like that. Okay. So just don't think that I'm like making. <laughs> So weather philosophy, Phil has been predicting weather for over 120 years. Clearly, they haven't updated the website because it should be 137 or 138 now. He is accurate 100% of the time. Only the president of the inner circle talks with Phil, and they usually keep their conversations on similar topics. I do bring this up later, but Phil talks groundhoggese, which is the official language of groundhogs, and the president is the only one who can talk to him in groundhoggese. Okay. Uh, didn't care to try and learn. <laughs> I don't think you're going to find it anywhere because I think it's a secret. Um, Phil's favorite drink, need you ask, is the elixir of life. It gets Phil seven years of life. Forget what it tastes like. The end result is pretty amazing. Okay. <laughs> um, later on, we'll talk about when he drinks his uh-huh. elixir of life. I did read about that. On February 3rd, I'll be busy. Phil says, getting rest. It takes a lot of energy greeting the many faithful followers that come to Punxsutawney. Phil gets a lot of help from the members of the inner circle, but everyone is pretty tired by the end of the day on February 2nd. I also want to say, like, I just want to fix some things up. So, like, in the bios, they'll say, I, like, Phil's talking, and then they'll mm-hmm. say, Phil. It's just, yeah. like, keep it consistent. So inconsistent. You should definitely reach out <laughs> and give them your business card. On Groundhog Day Eve, you can find me resting, resting, resting. <laughs> If you want the inside scoop on the inner circle, Phil considers them like family. They do a good job of fielding questions and making sure I'm protected and cherished. I guess you could say they're, they are a heck of a posse. Posse. I don't know why I say it like Posse. 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 That's the Groundhog Posse. To really experience Groundhog Day, you have to believe. After all, meteorologists are correct about 70% of the time. Phil is always right. To <laughs> so quote, they claim. To quote George Michael, you gotta have faith. Groundhog Day is gotta growing every year because it has heart and soul. Come, meet strangers, sing, shiver, and drink caffeine. It's the best all-night party in Pennsylvania. So that's Phil. Didn't we talk to someone who had made the the trek over to Gobbler's Knob and like pre-gamed for the the celebration? I did we did we? I don't know. I but talk Confer- to someone about it. Confer's Jewelers. I don't know if I can. I'm adding them anyways. But they just posted. Uh, you know how they do like Confer's couples, like when people get mm-hmm. newly engaged. Someone went up to the celebrations and. He proposed to her. Oh, there. and they had like my. groundhog hats and like memorabilia, souvenirs. That's an on. engagement to remember. I'd say Wyatt, take notes. <laughs> I'll help him plan for next, next year. year. Please propose to me during Groundhog Day. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious, dude! Oh my gosh, you would have. So I won't release the number of people that attend yet, but you have an audience for mm. sure. So, Tom Dunkel is the president. 
but his title is Shingle Shaker. Don't ask me what Shingle what Shaker. These that make. sounds a little yeah, like frisky. Are you, are you like shaking him out? I don't know. Shingle Shaker. Yeah, I don't understand what these mean. That's like, is that like like shingles on your roof? You're you're making them shake. Like, what are you doing? I don't know. That's why I was like thinking maybe he shakes Phil's shingle. <laughs> that sounds dirty. Everything about that title sounds dirty to me. Yeah, and maybe it's just my brain. And I think Tom Dunkel's been the president for a while. Also, Does he also drink the elixir of life? <laughs> maybe. Um, some of them are listed like when they were a member since, but some weren't, and the president didn't have a, a member since. So you guys need to update your website. Dave McKingley is the vice president, and his name, other name, is Moonshine. <laughs> okay. Um, also in a lot of their bios, the ones that were posted, their favorite, their favorite drink is like a cold beer or a cold one or just alcohol. Wow. Um, Jason Grusky is the secretary. He's also known as Big Chill. He has been a member <laughs> since 2011. That's a place Also, I forgot to mention on our photos and sources link, which you can access in the description notes or on our website, I do have photos Pulled from the website of all of these people. Mm-hmm. Um, so and if you want to put a name to the face, let a girl know. Well, <laughs> look it up. Don't let a girl know. <laughs> okay. Josh Farkas is the treasurer. He's also known as Frostbite. Oh, okay. Because he's doing the, all the money, I guess, in the cold. I'm not really sure. Huh. AJ Deroom? Don't know is his handler and he's the rainmaker. So now we're just <laughs> gonna go through the inner circle that doesn't have like a specific title like treasurer, secretary, president. Okay. Um he's been a member since 2010. Butch Philiber is Iceman and he's been a member since 1988. Wow. Jeff Lundy is Fair Weatherman and he or F- Fair Weatherman, I don't know. Uh, member since 1990. So I told you, a lot of them have been in here for a while. John Johnston is the chief health man. Health man. They put they make it one word. So yeah, it's, it's weird. I think that's why I'm saying it that way. And he's been a member since 2011. Dave Gigliotti. I love, I love that. Giglio, Gigliotti. Audi is the thunder conductor. And he's been a member since 2007. Do they make up their own nicknames? I'm wondering... Patrick Osakowicz is Ozone. Jory Syrian is Daybreaker. Rob McCoy is Downpour. Patrick Cassidy is the Head Huntsman. Rob Gemmel is the Storm Builder. Jay Lundy, um, to be announced, is what they have. Wow, there. is he related to Jeff Lundy? Are they brothers? I was wondering that <laughs> as well. And then Marcy Galando. Oh, we have a girl. The only girl on, in the inner circle, she's the executive director. When I she did look cool at the website two years ago, mm-hmm. she was not on there. Mm. So they add people, but they don't update their shit. But yeah, she doesn't have a cool nickname. <laughs> and they don't have a member of. So that's the inner circle. They take care of Phil. And yeah, do we want to talk about festivities or do you have more for the inner circle? Um, I don't have anything for the inner circle. I do know, though, that, like, a shit ton of people attend this, and they they do a big trek, like, up a hill, right? Mm-hmm. So, Gobbler's Mo- Knob is, like, a two a field that's, like, two miles mm-hmm. large or in size. So, or it takes two miles to get up there. I'm not really sure. But it is a trek. Mm-hmm. 
you can like walk or park or whatever. Yeah, they have like they can bus you mm-hmm. over if you park somewhere, or you can walk. And if you walk, it's like a mile and a half or something. Yeah. But it's uphill. And they do say it's a public free event. Like mm-hmm. you can go, but like for buses and stuff, you, they yeah, charge. you have to pay. Um, I think it's like five five dollars. Yeah. yeah, and then you can get a parking pass too for seventy five dollars. But they're limited. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, I. I think I read somewhere where, like, thousands of people go, like, upwards of 25,000 people. So, it says it ranged from 10,000 to 35. To 35, They predicted this year, I didn't get an exact number, but I was reading articles that the president a few days prior was expecting 35,000 to 40,000 people. Wow. And they did get a decent amount. I think they got That's the thing. Where does everyone park? So... I could skip forward a little bit. Um, yeah, we can talk about this, I guess, before what it entails. But there's limited parking. So I think just surrounding. But, like, the population of Punxsutawney in, like, a 2021 census was 5,725 people. That's it. That's it. So then you're bringing in. Wow. That was, that was probably really people. good for the town or for the the town the, the county the borough whatever Punxsutawney. you want. To <laughs> um, yeah, I actually grabbed some information about how it affects the local economy, mm-hmm. but I kind of want to talk about festivity, like yeah. what happens other than drinking because right? it's and like engagements. <laughs> you can go for the one day event on February second, mm-hmm. which gates open at three a.m. Because yeah, when do they? When do they officially do the prediction? Let's roll down the schedule. Okay. Okay. So you can doors open three a.m. Okay. So we're gonna backtrack a little bit. Today's tradition is pretty much the same as when it was first founded, like started in mm-hmm. eighteen eighty-seven, but way larger, like way larger. <laughs> Um, it's not just one day celebration. You can go for the whole weekend. So it's like Friday through Sun or February 1st through the 3rd. So it would be Thursday through Saturday today. So the first day they have a gobbler's knob got talent. Oh my God. Um, and that's from 1 PM to 2 30 PM. And the winner is awarded $500. Hmm. You don't have to like have tickets for that event or anything. I'm sure you probably have to Mm pre-register, but you didn't have to purchase anything for that the following the uh got talent or the talent show is a groundhog club members only reception and you have opportunities for like take photos with phil and stuff i posted some photos did you say how much it is to become a member i will get into that later i I want people to build up on like how much (laughs) it all is but after the reception they have their annual groundhog banquet um, and tickets are required for that. You don't have to be a member, but you have to. And this is still tickets. Thursday night, right? Yes, this is all the day before February first, so Thursday this year. And then after the banquet, they have doling pianos, which is a musical show with like interactive performances. Hmm. Again, it's a ticketed event. That's cool. Yeah, so it's a big like fest. Yeah. Kind of. And it's all at Gobbler's Knob. Everything is within Punxsutawney. Okay. Like, uh, I think Gobbler's, the talent show is, but like the banquet and stuff is. Uh, probably obviously at like. Like hotels, inside, country clubs, yeah, things yeah. like that. Um, on the day of 
February 2nd, Groundhog's Day, they open up the gates or the grounds to Gobbler's Knob at 3 a.m. And that's free of charge, but it is a trek, like we just said. So, like, people will get bus passes. They have, like, shuttles. And they also have handicapped accessible buses Mm -hmm. and parking passes. But I read that the parking passes do get sold out quickly. I'm sure. They also have a VIP slash inner circle pass. So I don't know what you have to pay for VIP, probably a sponsorship or whatever. And that allows you to get closer to the stage and ceremony in their like natural amphitheater. I can never say this. Amphitheater. Mm-hmm. How do you say it? Am- That's what I say. I always want to put an L in it, I think. Amphitheater. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's just amphitheater. Yeah. But I say it wrong every time. I don't know. Um, And then... Phil normally, so Phil comes out around sunrise, which is around 7.30, so you could be there for, like, four and a half hours. Waiting, waiting. and then it's, like, a five-minute prediction, right? Mm-hmm. And if that. the festivities pretty much, like, the event closes down, like, almost immediately after the prediction. People still party and stuff, but it's normally, like, he does it, and then that's it. Mm-hmm. But they do a lot of, like, things to keep everybody entertained throughout. Okay. Um, That's good, because that would be kind of a letdown if you're there for that long and then it's over. (laughs) So, the Browns open at 3, but they have a hospitality village, which is 4 a.m. to 9 a.m. And that's like, there's a heated pavilion and chances to take a photo. I don't know how, oh, because it's still 9. They said there's chances to take a photo with Phil. So, if you get there early and make it to the pavilion after Mm. the reading or whatever... Prediction: You can go get photos with him. Aww. Do you get to like snuggle him? I wonder, no. or if you have to stay like a certain distance. Um. Well, when we read like the questions later, one of them is like, "Can you pet him?" And you're, you can't. Oh yeah. So February third, the day after, you can have lunch with Phil at the Eagles, which is a, a local place. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> is he just sitting at a table in a I, high chair? I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> and then there's a groundhog ball at the country club in its formal attire, and that's <laughs> the day after at nighttime. So like the day a ball, a ball, yeah, like very black tie, black tie very formal. When it is like the day of the festivities. No alcohol is allowed in or sold at the event. So oh. it's a dry event. You're not supposed to be that intoxicated. Boring. Yeah. But apparently the atmosphere is like super festive because you have to like move and dance to not get cold or fall asleep, people <laughs> said. So there's like a lot going on. Um, there's performers that entertain the crowds and kind of get them all amped up. Like I said, shortly after sunrise, he comes out to the stage. Like there's a whole st- set up um and after a few words phil is brought out of his burrows or like the tree stump to do his per, 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 prediction prediction but they call it a per, uh prognosis whatever prognosis no, but that's like what's medical it, what's it called uh a prognosticator a prognosticator. oh yeah yeah, yeah. Okay, so, and then according to lore, Phil speaks to the president of the Groundhog Club in Groundhogese, like I said, and that's a language only spoken between the two of them, and that's how they know what his prediction is. So they have a secret language, and Phil whispers the answer to him, and... Yeah, so it's more than just the shadow now, I guess. Hmm. 
And then Phil directs the inner circle to read one of two pre-prepared scrolls. Um, those scrolls typically consist of a short poem. I'm wondering if it's the poem that you found, which includes Phil's um, pronouncement of whether he sees a shadow or doesn't. So I'm thinking it might be that poem. Might be. Um, and then once the prediction is read, things end fairly quickly. The party does continue downtown throughout the day. So I'm assuming like bars are popping off. And I'm sure. It's like, a... If you're not going to the ball and stuff, you're mm-hmm. you're there. Um, but yeah, if you can't make it, it is typically aired on both the Weather Channel and then within PA on PCN. This Visit PA also always does a live stream of the event. <laughs> so don't worry. If you can't make it out to Gobbler's Knob, you can watch it. <laughs> um, I was like, oh, do we want to talk about the economy? I just like, oh, yes. I don't want to go like too long on my side. No, because all I really... I'm getting into them is about groundhogs and then the FAQs. Oh, that would be perfect because I say, like, let's talk about Phil after I do that. Okay. Okay. So, like we just mentioned, thousands of people... (laughs) Words. Thousands of people (laughs) attend this uh, event, and it ranges from 10,000 to 40,000. Prior to Groundhog, the Groundhog Day movie, which I bring up a little bit later, but... Have you watched Groundhog Day? I didn't... I'm I t- think I'm, they have. Okay. It's a good movie. But it's, funny. it's it's 31 years old. Do you know that? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. So, like, after the event before the debut of the movie. You know I'm going to be 30, right? They got. So, like. It's so crazy to think about, actually. It was only in the 90s. Yeah, that's why. Early 90s. Well, it brought a lot of followers to Punxsutawney. Like, that makes this sense. Because, I mean, it was based there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you don't know what Groundhog Day is, it's Bill Murray, and he just lives the same day over and over and over yeah, again, trying it. to figure out how to break the cycle. And it's always Groundhog Day every day who wakes up. <laughs> Could you imagine? No. Of all holidays for it to be every single day, it's Groundhog Day. <laughs> Honestly, really smart on their part of mm-hmm. picking. Now I kind of want to rewatch it. <laughs> but... Yeah, so, like, before the debut, there was, like, 5,000 or less people that would come. And then after, I mean, especially the year after, Mm -hmm. I think they saw, like, their most um, crowd, largest crowd or whatever. Yeah. Also, this has nothing to do with what I'm about to talk about, but... I think I must have found this right at this point that I did the notes. Governor Josh Shapiro named Phil the, quote, official meteorologist of Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And I think they had the meeting in October or something. Yeah, which is just so funny because you said how, um, um, yeah, also words. Yeah, we're struggling to. For meteorologists, like, how often are they correct? Like, I think it's like 70%. And I, I know that, you know, the inner circle claims Phil's right 100% of the time, but that's not correct. What is the set? Like 39%. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And people, so there's like a certain almanac. I forget like what it. The farmer's almanac? No, it was, oh, let me find it here. <laughs> Maybe I should just skip it. It was, it was some specific almanac, but they started tracking. Oh, the Storm Facts almanac. They started yeah. tracking. Some, is that the farmer's almanac? No. Oh, okay. I don't know what it is. I was like, I didn't know that. No, but I know what you're talking about. Since 1999. 
They've been yeah. tracking it every day. Mm-hmm. And within a 12-year span or 20-year span, there was 12 incidences where, like, he said he saw a shadow when the sky was cloudy or there was, like, rain or snow coming <laughs> down where, like, it would be not possible to. So, I, it is just, like, a whole big joke, I think. Yeah. It has to be. And... Well, there's no way it could be 100% anyway, because there was at least one year where it was canceled during World, World War II. Oh. Um, where they didn't do it. Oh, so. yeah, that must be the one that wasn't, re- one of the mm-hmm. years that wasn't recorded. Yeah, because there was like about 10 years that just weren't recorded. Mm-hmm. Well, no, because that was, the 10 years that weren't recorded was early, like in the 1880s and 1890s, I think. And then there was one where he didn't make an appearance, and I think that had to do with when they canceled it the one year for... They do it during COVID? Probably. Probably just... I don't know. That's a good question. I actually didn't look... No, because... So, if you go on the website, there's, like, a link that takes you to, like, a PDF of all of the predictions or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I think it only goes to 2018 right now. Hmm. But their website's also really out of date anyway. Right. I did read, though, that... um, he saw his shadow around like 108 times since 1888, 87. It definitely probably happened during 2020 because shutdown was until March. So I wonder if it happened in 2021. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. But yeah, he so he shot, saw his shadow 108 times and didn't see a shadow 20 times. That's just crazy. Yeah. Um and seeing your shadow means early spring, right? Seeing your shadow means more winter. Oh. So he had more predictions of winter than spring. Okay. Which makes sense, because it's not very often where we get an early spring. No, we normally get our worst snowstorms in March. hmm So maybe he is right. Honestly, with the way climate changes, <laughs> he's probably right. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, you fuckers. Um... Yeah, so, Phil, this whole ordeal brings a lot of business for the local economy. That makes sense. It's just a big tourist attraction. You put it in perspective of, like, State College with the, like, Penn State Athletics. Mm -hmm. It just, it it pretty much is what makes the businesses in downtown, Mm -hmm. like, thrive. I mean, it's dead. And why they're building high-rises. Everything. Everything. Yeah. It's expanding. Um, so, like I said, the total population of Punxsutawney is was 5,725. Wow, I did get that right from memory in 2021. And that was just from, like, a Google search of their census. So, mm-hmm. I'm not sure how accurate that is. But throughout the years, like, it's a, a fairly small population and town. So, according to the Pennsylvania Great Outdoors uh, Visitors Bureau and the Punxsutawney Area Chamber of Commerce, this was also an art. An article I read from 2014, I was not digging (laughs) deeper, but with inflation stuff, I'm assuming it's even more than what I'm about to say. But the event just the day of, so just February 2nd, brings in over a million dollars to the local economy every year. Um, Just on the one day. Just on the one day. That's crazy. People traveling. And that was 2014. It was 2014, which is 10 years ago. That's crazy. The average visitor, they say, spends about $200 on lodging, food, gas, and souvenirs during their stays for the three days. 
Yeah, um, sounds about right. So that means that tourists throughout the weekend festivities could bring in as much as five million to the local economy. Wow! Again, that's from 2014. It's pretty much what I found for the first few articles, and I wasn't going deeper. If there was about forty thousand people that attended, and say they're spending because of inflation about three hundred dollars mm-hmm. that day, each of them, that's twelve million dollars. Holy cow. Yeah. We should, like, just visit Punxi, Punxsutawney, and see, like, what their infrastructure and stuff is like. Even if it's on the lower end and there's only, like, 25,000 people, it's still $7.5 million. Where does all that money go? I didn't see your phone out. I thought you were doing that shit from your head. Oh, thank you. I was shocked. Were you so surprised? (laughs) So impressed? She's quick today. Oh, Um, quick. The most immediate effect is on the lodging business. Mm -hmm. So there are actually only 600 hotel rooms in Jefferson County. Where is everybody staying? Um, And Punxsutawney is in Jefferson, like I said. So 600 in the county of Jefferson. And then another 2,000 hotel rooms available in neighboring counties. And all are completely booked full pretty much every year during celebrations. So I'm assuming a lot of people would do day trips now. Um, instead of staying. It's like a Penn State game here and everything gets booked up. Yeah, a year and a bit, like as soon as the schedule is mm-hmm. posted. Restaurants started to see, like, obviously they couldn't, like, handle how small they are and how many people were coming and the demand. So they actually started up setting tents in parking lots to accommodate the tourism. <laughs> and there's a quote from that I got from nation.time.com. It's, they pulled it from Post Gazette. This is a waitress named Jordan Knox. And she says, if there are 50 customers on a regular shift, there are five times that on Groundhog Day. Wow, that must be so exhausting. Yeah. Especially because I bet you the restaurants and stuff open earlier Mm -hmm. and things. Because one thing that I read later on with like if people wanted to buy merchandise and everything, a lot of shops and businesses will stay open 24-7, like, the night before. Um, so all of this, of course, has helped make Punxsutawney an international destination, actually, year-round, though. Wow. Not just during uh, Groundhog Day, which they do say there are people from all over the world who will come for this celebration. Like, it's not wow. just, like, Pennsylvanians. And yet we haven't even states. been. Yeah. That's kind of I didn't even know it was that big of a celebration until before. Like, I knew it was, tele- like, televised and stuff, but I just yeah. didn't know it was, like... I was just kind of like, eh. I mean, because to me, it's all just kind of made up. So I'm like, it's just silly. why take it so seriously? Right. I guess people need excuses just to to let loose a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I guess. Do I see mugs on your screen yes, right now? Yes, I'm getting there. Oh, my gosh. Um, I didn't even think about the merch side of this, but I'm sure there is so much yeah, I out didn't, there. I didn't actually. This is like the only merch that mm-hmm. I included. But yeah, they local shops will like design and create souvenirs. Mm-hmm based around Satani Phil. But um, another thing with, like, the year-round destination, I guess the Chamber of Commerce person, Michelle Neal, said that throughout the summer she'll even get emails from as far as, like, England and Germany to come over. Which is just crazy. I mean, Germany makes sense. Because it's from... Mm -hmm. That does make sense. It's weird. But I wonder, like, what they're... Because I didn't see anything about them still celebrating over in Germany. I was going to ask you if you found anything like that. That's weird. But, yeah, so in the photos, like, you'll see there's 
I think they're they're cute in a creepy yes, way. Creepy cute. Creepy cute. Don't, they don't look like a groundhog. No. And then you see like this groundhog up there, and yeah, he has like human eyes and teeth. Yeah, it, it's it's a little off putting. Yeah, it's a little uncanny. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. it is a little uncanny. That's kind of weird. Yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> but that's all I have really for the festivities. Okay. Um, I guess we should go we talk about, about groundhogs. Phil and groundhogs. Yeah. yeah. So if if you're not familiar with groundhogs, because maybe you don't live in an area, because it's a hog in the ground. It. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a hog in it the really ground. It doesn't look like a hog. Though. It's called. It, so groundhog is a more common name for what is what would be a ground squirrel. And they're what? So they're also called ground squirrels because they only climb up anything. Well, they do, but they're mostly on the ground. They burrow on the ground, live on the ground. They do climb. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that. But they are formally known as Marmota Monix. So that's like their like their real animal name. name. Their animal name. Animal kingdom. <laughs> yeah. Um, but some other nicknames for them include woodchuck, which of course we've heard woodchuck, right? I didn't know they were the same thing. Yeah. You know, how uh, much wood would a woodchuck chuck, chuck, chuck if a woodchuck could chuck, chuck wood? Do you know there's a second part to that? Woodchuck could chuck all the wood if woodchuck could chuck wood. You knew that? Yeah, buddy. I didn't know that second part of it. Really? I don't think so. No. That was like the challenge of it. Like everybody thought they got it down and then you keep going and you'd be like, a woodchuck could chuck all the wood if a woodchuck could chuck wood. I don't think so. Anyway, that has nothing to really do with it because, I mean, they're nicknamed as a woodchuck, but it has nothing to do with wood. Yeah, they don't like eat. They're not. No. Are they in the same class as beavers? Mm. Like a species or whatever? I... I'll look. You keep going. Okay. I can't remember if I came across it or not, but some other nicknames include... So I said woodchuck. Also, whistler. 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 They whistle. Whistle pig. Because you've heard that, right? That they've been called whistle pigs? No. No? I think I've just thought... Maybe I just thought all these things were different. No, they're all nicknames. I've never heard of a whistle pig. Whistle pig. Marmot. A land beaver. So they are called land beavers. I've heard that. Yeah. Um, ground pig. Red monk. <laughs> what? Yeah, red monk. A moonak. A weenisk. Thick wood badger. So those are some other nicknames. If they're a young groundhog, they might be called chucklings, which is super cute. <laughs> um, but the nickname woodchuck is, like I said, unrelated to wood or chucking, but instead stems from an Algonqu- Algonquin name for the animal woochuck. 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 Like W-U-C-H-A-K. Okay. So that's a, the Algonquin, Al, wow, Algonquin name Doing better than for me. groundhog. And it's pronounced like woochuck, but it was sounded so similar to woodchuck that they started to call it woodchuck. And then they that's why they related to that little game. Okay. Or saying. I did find that a groundhog is a member of the rodent family. Yes. It is more closely related to a beaver or a squirrel, though. Because mm-hmm. um, of, like, the teeth and... Yeah, right. Constant gnawing. Mm-hmm. Gnawing. Um, so they are considered lowland creatures of North America. Okay. And they're found throughout much of the eastern United States, across Canada, and into Alaska. Are they anywhere else in different parts of the world? I don't... Well, there's different... Not this specific kind. Okay. 
There are different kinds. But not what we... Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, They're the most solitary of the marmot species. They're extremely smart, which I... Not that I thought they were dumb. Yeah, I didn't know they were that smart. Yeah. So they're really smart and they can form complex social networks with their own kind and they're able to understand social behavior, form kinship with their young... And understand and communicate threats through whistling. Wait, I'm getting so sad that Phil is just by himself. I know. <laughs> oh my gosh. But they kind of, I mean, they will live a solitary life, but they can socialize with others and understand and communicate with each other. <coughs> Bless you. But yeah, so they can, they'll communicate through whistling, which is where like whistle pig comes from. And they will work together to solve tasks that they have like like burrowing and stuff like they'll like work together to burrow do. yeah that's so cool mm-hmm. um they prefer open country and the edges of woodland and they're rarely found far from where their burrow is so they don't stray too far from their home which i mean when there's predators out there they're not going to anyway it makes sense though because you know how there's just like certain spots where like well i mean fields and everything but like you always here, you know where the groundhog sections are, I feel the like. The prison. The prison. They, they love. They love hanging out at the prison. Yeah. <laughs> it is a beautiful property. It I know is. I don't mean, it's like, it's fucked up to say yeah. that, but probably. Like, yeah. Pretty and we did talk about this prison before, uh, Rockview, in our um, death penalty episode. Mm. Yeah. We did. Who inspired Buffalo Bill? I'm that was that think one. Of, like, but what we... we talked about the last person who was executed there. Oh yes, I was like, yeah. mm-hmm. how was it? But the aside from that, the property is beautiful, and anytime you drive by, you're seeing tons of groundhogs just chilling. dead or alive. Dead or alive. Yeah. Seriously. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, a lot do get hit, but yeah, you do tend to see them all in the same kind of areas. So it makes sense because they don't really travel far, mm-hmm. and they just burrow. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So they can they will also construct dens in well-drained soil and most of them have like a summer den and a winter den. Interesting. Yeah. So they got like their beach house and then their yeah. winter property. <laughs> Wonder if one goes like deeper or something. Probably, and it probably depends like where it is just to stay warmer mm-hmm. or cooler depending on the weather. Um and so something else, so human activity has increased the food access and abundance that allows them to thrive so well to the point where they become kind of a nuisance. So because of us like farming and gardening, you know, they're always getting into that stuff and I mean, gorging like themselves. And, fields, they piss a lot of mm-hmm. farmers off. Yeah. So we've kind of helped them thrive. <laughs> that makes sense. Like, I mean, there's a lot of wildlife that's starting to come like more to very civilized like rural areas you'll see that stuff Mm -hmm. like living out in the country but like we have i had a bobcat coyotes deer we live right on a really busy highway and they're Mm -hmm. just chilling yeah but houses have more warmth too Mm -hmm. that yeah it makes sense could be they are a nuisance though yeah and in the wild they'll live up to about six years with two or three years being the average amount of time that they end up living probably because they're getting hit by cars mm-hmm. or, or people shot are killing them mm-hmm. yeah in captivity they reportedly live up to 14 14- i had a typo in here and put days it's years 
Oh, you? it was 14? Yeah. I found one that was like 10 to 14. I saw that, but like the, at the highest, 14, 14 years, they could live up to that. So but not Phil's so. really just outliving everybody. And they swear he has been the only one. Uh-huh. Which I'm like, why are you lying? Like Canada doesn't lie about it. Like the, the one. Will they rename or use the same No, name? the one uh, in Quebec, the one that's Fred, he's died several times. Yeah. And they rename him Fred. And they're, they're, you know, they come out about like, hey, this one passed away. Yeah, they don't even give like the respect to the ones that passed. Yeah, it's just I all dug. Fun. I dug so hard you to burrowed? see. I burrowed to see, like, you know, when with, I tried I know so it hard to one, look. but like, mm-hmm. where? How many have there been? Yeah. I just wanted to know, and they will not tell you because they want you to believe this just Phil. Just one of them. I found a thing. It was a study from University of Michigan. Um, Michigan's Museum of Zoology and if each Punxsutawney Phil lived a decade because mm-hmm. in like in captivity there would have been about 13 groundhogs yeah. mm-hmm. and we haven't heard of and like you're, you're not going to publicly like give them the respect nope I guess not yeah I don't know how I feel about I wonder that. if they have a groundhog graveyard a funeral, yeah like a cemetery somewhere on Gobbler's do. Knob like they probably maybe not still, on Gobbler's Knob, right? Because they don't want people to see it. Uh huh. Yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. I don't know why they're not just upfront about it. Because then it's kind of I don't know. And maybe they do it for like the children. No, I think they do it, it just because of like the com like the humor behind maybe. it. They they're like we're just gonna keep rolling with this. Yeah. Because, like, since it started here and the first club said he was going to be the one and only, Mm -hmm. maybe they just took it to the extreme. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I can say for sure they've had multiple groundhogs. There's no way that they've had one. (laughs) But um, like you had had asked earlier about them climbing, so they can climb trees. Have you ever seen a groundhog in a tree? No, I you haven't. Either. I've only seen them on the ground. I never knew that they could climb, but apparently they will, like, to escape predators, or if they want to survey, like, their surrounding areas, they will climb trees. Do they have sharp claws? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wonder if they go up there and then they're like, fuck. I know. Do they get stuck like yeah. cats do? Just take days to come back down or die <laughs> up there? Yeah, I've never seen one. I mean, I, I can't say it. Look. Yeah, because you're looking on the ground. You're not looking in the trees. Yeah. But I just feel like every place I've seen groundhogs is in a very open, like, field. Yeah. Me too. Not, like, in the woods. Yeah. No. But, um, they... I did say that they like to stay along, like, the edges of woods, I I think. So they could just be climbing on the edge and Mm -hmm. going up to check around. But they can swim, too. Yeah. What? Yeah. I didn't know that. So either. I guess sort of like they're underwater or above? beaver covens. Covens. I just said beaver covens. I meant you beaver cousins. <laughs> um, Witchery. Yeah. But yeah, so they can climb, they can swim. Um, they're also one of the few species that enter into true hibernation. So there's a difference between like just hibernating and a true hibernation. So like bears, they would do a because bears do get hibernation. Up. Bears right. don't though. They don't. I don't think they. I. I don't think that they sleep the whole time. Mm. 
I don't. I was maybe reading not. something, but maybe we should look into that. But maybe we should. So there are some animals that hibernate, but it's not a true hibernation. But for groundhogs, it is a true hibernation. Um, I don't know what I just read that actually brought up something about bears. Hmm. Who knows? A lot of things aren't true. <laughs> so when they are in hibernation, it's from usually October to March or April. It's long. Right. But in, in areas where the weather is more like temperate, it would they would hibernate for only three months. So kind of, I would assume here in Pennsylvania, then it's probably from, I would think October through. Probably depends on the weather for the year, right? Probably. I mean, it's all over the place, I guess, for Pennsylvania. But when they do go into hibernation, and this is what they mean by like a true hibernation, their body temperature drops to as low as 35 degrees Fahrenheit. What? 35 degrees. That's just above freezing. Or it's two degrees Celsius. What's their natural body type? Body temperature? That, like, I didn't. Let me look it up quick. That's really cool. Regardless. This is killing me. Um, so it drops from about 99 down to 37. Holy shit. Yeah. I thought their average was going to be like 50 something or whatever. So they run warm and then they could drop all the way to... 37. That is so cold. And their heart rate will fall to 4 to 10 beats per minute. They're like dead. Yeah. Huh. Their breathing rate falls to one breath every six minutes. (laughs) What? Isn't that One breath every six minutes. You said their heart. Heart rate is 4 to 10 beats a minute. And then their body temp is 35. 37. Oh. No, 35. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I did say 35. Well, still. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> During this time, they will experience periods of mental or physical inactivity, which makes sense, but also arousal. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, they'll just get, like, a boner? Or they'll, I guess like, so. have sex in their sleep? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what the heck? I didn't they get just, too like, far into that. They just, like, wake up and there's jizz all over them? <laughs> Ew. <laughs> um, Ew. They will lose as much as half of their body weight by February. Okay, I did see something about how their weights really fluctuate. Mm-hmm. And once their hibernation is over, the males will emerge before females come out of hibernation. They're so hungry, but I guess their body's not working that hard. Right. That's why they, they eat so much before they go into hibernation. Dude, evolution is cr- just like... I guess not. I don't know. Just different species mm-hmm. and stuff. It's crazy how it, they adapt. Yeah. Huh. I know. I can't get over how cold their body gets. I can't. Yeah. How little and their body does. How little they breathe. Like one breath every six minutes. Wow. And like, do you just, I guess you are in kind of like a vegetative state. A hundred percent. wonder how long it takes them to get out of that. Like to get their bodies back to like. Like, if it's like that, or... I don't know. Yeah. It's crazy. So, so they're sleeping the whole time through those months? I think so. Because I think this is maybe what I saw with bears. Because bears will bears come will out. Bring, yeah, they'll bring their so stuff then, in or whatever, and then... So then so that's they, not a true hibernation, whereas... Like, they're hibernating, the groundhogs, they get up. it would be a yeah. true hibernation. I think that's what I saw. Like, they, yeah. they're not sleeping the whole time. Okay. I'm curious, like, um, 
like what other since I had it wrong about bears like what who else does a true hibernation what other animals hibernate I don't even know <laughs> the squirrel no I see squirrels so it says woodchucks, ground squirrels, and bats are true hibernators. And really, woodchucks and ground squirrels are groundhogs, are mm-hmm. they not? Bats? Yeah. I think we might have known that, right? I don't think I knew that. Maybe that's just. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, bats. Huh. Do I see bats in the winter? I feel like I do. Maybe it's only certain types of bats. I was just going to say that. Maybe but certain areas. But that's about it for, like, true hibernation. That seemed, I did, thought there would be more than that. Me too. Huh. True hibernation. Or just hibernation. True hibernation. Yeah. Anyway, I was just curious about that. But that's all I really have on groundhogs specifically. I didn't want to get too in, in depth on, on their background. No, I'm glad you did cover um, it, though. But, yeah, because I was just curious about the whole hibernation part, because obviously Phil doesn't truly hibernate. Mm-hmm. You know, he's in captivity. So, so we found a few, a list of frequently asked questions all in that, on the Punxsutawney, um, the so official website. Org, yeah, whatever. Yeah. The um, club's website. Yes, on their website, they have a list of them. We only picked some from the list, because there's quite a few. That and some we of, covered. Yeah, some we had already covered. And we might have already covered some that we're going to talk about now. But just to start, um, I have one here. So who are all the other weather predicting animals was one of the frequently asked questions. The answer from this group was Punxsutawney Phil is the only true weather forecasting groundhog. The others are just imposters. I love it. <laughs> I was like cracking up the whole time on this I website. Know, so I'm like, wow, you guys are full of yourselves. I mean, at least they're not consistent on some things on the website, but at least they're consistent on... Phil's the one and only. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you want to do one? Yes. So one that comes came up was, why is his name Phil? Oh, yeah. I did see that one. Um, so the story goes that Punxsutawney Phil was named after King Philip. Prior to being called Phil, he was called Brer? Brer? Yeah. It's B-R apostrophe E-R. Brer? Groundhog. So I... I I don't know if that's that's probably Pennsylvania Dutch or something. You think it's King or Phil or something? Um, I should let that one go to you. <laughs> burr, burr, burr. Because I burr, burrow, burr. I you know I did already. I thought maybe it meant brother, but um, I think it is brother. Like brother groundhog. Mm-hmm. Brother Groundhog, come here. I think it is. Oh, that's interesting. Dutch? Pennsylvania Dutch? Um. Because it couldn't not be. It could just turn into. Oh, screw you. It's more like slang. Yeah, I'm seeing slang for brother. So I don't, yeah, I don't know where that really comes from. I see it might be Southern, but. Huh. Hmm. So yeah, before he was named after King Philip. Which, why was he, why would he be named after King Philip? You're right. That's kind of odd. We came here to get away from him. Yeah. 
I don't know. <laughs> it was really odd. All right, do you have a next question? Yes. Um, so my next one is, which we already covered this one, but how often is Phil's prediction correct? And they will say, they say right on their site, 100% of the time, of course. And they say it on their site, like, multiple places. Mm-hmm. With exclamation points. 100%, of course. Yeah. It's so funny. Like, stop lying. I know. And it's, like, hard because when you're Googling stuff, too, like, they have good SEO with some yeah. of the stuff, though. I don't know. Maybe because of how many people, like, find the .org. But, uh-huh. but that's, like, all you're really finding. Yeah. For, like, anything that you're asking. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Um, This next one. Does Phil have any children? I saw that one. No. Phil has never had any children, they say. <laughs> okay, but does Phil have a wife? <laughs> This one. <laughs> yes, he does have a wife. Apparently, her name is Phyllis. There's Phil and Phyllis. She doesn't receive like the elixir of life like Phil does to keep him alive. So she will not live forever like Phil. So I'm not sure when they got married. Well, that's what I um, wanted to know when I read that. Like, is she dead? Did, I think did she's they just probably, get married. He's probably a widow. Or they they keep bringing in new Phyllises for him. <laughs> but what's the point if he's not gonna have kids? I don't know. I thought that one was very funny. <laughs> so weird. Um, and I feel like it has to be children asking some of these questions, right? I don't know. I have these questions too. <laughs> like if he has a wife, I like is he living alone? Like it sounds like he is. It does sound like he is. The next is one, yeah. Is where does Phil live? Or at least that was on my list. Yeah. I, I cut I took some of them mine. out that I had put in some mm-hmm. of my notes before. But so <laughs> they say in his borough, of course, it is a man-made zoo that is climate controlled and light regulated. It is connected with Barclay Square, the town park, and the Punxsutawney Memorial Library. So it does sound like he has like space. Mm-hmm. If it's connected, I'm assuming under... Ground I guess so. Tunnels? Um, I don't really... I would assume so. I don't know how far apart those things yeah. are. But it sounds like he has space, mm-hmm. not just like a little hut. Right. I mean, they would have to or they would get shut down. Mm-hmm. More than what people are already trying. Yeah. So that kind of leads me to my next question, if you were done with that. Yeah. Um, so because of where he lives... Does Phil hibernate was one of the questions as well. And they said, no, he doesn't go into full hibernation. This is because he lives in a climate controlled environment. In the wild, groundhogs are signaled when to hibernate by the change in the daylight hours. In Phil's burrow, the lights are consistent year round. And so is the temperature. He's fed and cared for every day. So he doesn't have to search for food in the winter months. He does slow down, eats less and sleeps more, but he does not hibernate. Is the light on all the time? It seems like it might be. I don't like that either. Unless it's always just like Lights dim. on in the ground. Yeah. Unless it's on only like ground. in the, yeah, you know, I, like, yeah, yeah. they're not on in the ground. The light's not coming in. Yeah. Yeah. I find that. Like, why wouldn't they simulate daylight and nighttime? You could, they could simulate everything mm-hmm. just to be more realistic. Yeah. Not so controlled. Because then you could trust his prediction way more. If That's it's... what I'm thinking. Yeah. Because he needs to know when he needs a high brain mm-hmm. stuff. Um, oh, this kind of goes back to the live thing, but there is a question of how often you can see Phil. Yes, I did see that. <laughs> and they say you can see Phil every day, that mm-hmm. there's a viewing window from the outside, so you can see him anytime you visit. But, like, 
if he if it's connected to all those places is there a window at the other places yeah like would you have to chase him around if he's not at the viewing window that you're at yeah he's I mean, probably just like when you're at the zoo if they're not there they're then in that part of the... I wish that they had, like, a floor plan of his. True. I couldn't find one. I want the blueprints. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, was it my turn? Mm-hmm. So, another one we have is... Are the predictions made in advance? I had wondered that before, too. Because they have the pre like main mm-hmm. scrolls, mm-hmm. they say, too. And they say, no, Phil's forecasts are not made in advance by the inner circle. After Phil emerges from his burrow on February 2nd, he speaks to the Groundhog Club president in Groundhog Ease, a language only understood by the current president of the inner circle. His proclamation is then translated for the world, which we went over. But it's that's a frequent question that people ask is, did you already make the prediction then you're just doing this oh like they look up the weather yeah. and then try mm-hmm. they're not right a lot of the time I know so it's like I'm not yeah I'm not sure I was but, curious about it cur- curious mm-hmm. I have an ulcer on my tongue so <laughs> I can't never speak I don't even know why I'm saying that <laughs> um oh wait are you done with that yeah what does Phil feel like saw that and I'm like what <laughs> why who asked this question why was there so many of them to be able to be on this list maybe it's because I don't want to take a question away from, I mean there's so many but the one is like are you allowed to pet Phil mm-hmm. um, and maybe because of that answer people want to know yeah that's true so let's like? throw that one out there someone also had asked can you pet him and you can't so maybe that's why they're asking what does he feel like since i can't pet him yeah yeah they say he's a wild animal and the only ones that are permitted to touch him are his handlers that's probably just for insurance prop- mm-hmm. purposes probably because if he bites them which is funny because when i was reading about the the fred groundhog in bites. Quebec, he was biting his handler multiple times. That's hilarious. Yeah, let me the fuck alone. Um, I'm trying to hibernate, bitches. I'll tell you when to come out. Uh, what does feel, he blah, 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 feel, feel like? He His outer layer of fur is somewhat coarse, feels like a German shepherd. It is used to keep him dry. His inner layer of fur is soft, much like a bunny. And that's used to keep him warm. He does shed his fur with the change in seasons. Hmm. Another one here, um, random. Has Phil ever lost a tooth? (laughs) (laughs) Um, The answer is yes. His dentist, he has his own dentist, examined it and saw that he, he had a cavity. This was due to his favorite treat of honey and oat granola bars that have sugar in them. How much are uh, are you feeding him that that you gave him a cavity? I don't know. I don't know if they were joking. I or think what. they were joking. I don't think they're gonna, he's going to get a cavity. So groundhog's teeth continue to grow, like they're always growing, and that's why they are constantly chewing and gnawing on things, kind of like how you know, like cats' nails are always growing. Yeah, so they're like always they, scratching yeah. to try and dull they're them down. Constantly growing. Yeah, which I have a, a not really story, but I had um, found over at my grams. Um, well, someone else had found, and I looked at it, a skull of a groundhog that had died out in the field somewhere. And its teeth, so like its incisors, 
had grown so long that they curled down and went back up through the roof of their mouth and out through the top of their... No, that yeah. had to have hurt so bad. Yeah, it, it looked was really painful. groundhog then, right? I would mm-hmm. assume they... Obviously. Yeah, but obviously he wasn't gnawing on anything to keep his teeth down. They kept growing and growing. Oh, man. Yeah. It curled. Curved. It curled, you know, like their fangs, little yeah. fangies that it kept growing, curled curled down and back around, up through the roof of their mouth, and up through. I have, well, like, like goats are like sheep or whatever that have Their horns, horns do that. They can grow into their skulls mm-hmm. if they don't, like, curl properly or if they're not mm-hmm. properly, like, kind of sawing them yeah. in a sense. Oh my god! I know. No, I know. I read that and I was. I immediately remembered seeing that. I'm like, ugh. But it makes sense to why they're always gnawing on things. Then, yeah, they must be sharp to go through mm-hmm. that stuff. Um, so supposedly that tooth that he lost due to the cavity, it grew back pretty quickly because their teeth just always are growing. Wait, so even if they lose one, that's what they grow said back? here. I don't know that that happens. Right, you can't really. F- <laughs> you can't take what they're saying. No. <laughs> But because of that, they decide not to feed him as much of those so he doesn't get any more cavities. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you want to tie in that other one? Oh, the because someone asked, like, how sharp their teeth are. Yeah. I didn't know if you just wanted to group it with your sure. tooth one. Mm-hmm. Do you have... I, I might have taken oh. that out of mine if you still have it. I do. I can say it. How sharp are his teeth? He has... Oh, I'm sorry. I messed that up because I thought... I, I Oh, you could just, like, say it with it. I guess I... That's one well, I had removed said from my list. Anyways, but... So, he has the two teeth on top and then two teeth on the bottom. Mm-hmm. I wrote bottle. <laughs> they are very sharp. No, you copied and pasted because I had that in mind. Okay. I did Because I reread it, it and I was like, they have a typo on they their have, they have website. They have a couple, yeah. actually. Dude, I got to contact them. <laughs> um, they're very sharp and he does bite, they say. He doesn't do it to be mean, but it is just his nature. The handlers were specific uh, animal. They wear specific. They spelled whereas were but wow they wear specific animal handling gloves with a pair of chain mill gloves mil gloves that that butchers wear underneath (laughs) damn that's crazy phil's teeth are made to chomp through tree roots like any other burrowing animal in the wild so that's why they need the protection that'd be painful oh my gosh okay what else do you have uh let's see how do I request a fill appearance? <laughs> you have to visit our appearance request page. We have a form for you to fill out. We try to accommodate as many people as possible, but we cannot do every request we receive. So I think that means like you can request for him to like come somewhere, right? Like to your school or mm-hmm. something. Yeah, I think so. I did have like a list of some noteworthy things that he did, which we you can find on the website. I don't think we're probably going to cover that, but mm-hmm. like there was times where like he he's gone to DC or like been on the Oprah Winfrey show, mm-hmm. um, did stuff with, like, uh, Animal Planet and everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if that's, that's why they're saying they they might not do it. Yeah. I would assume they would take them to school. Maybe we could do an episode and ask to bring they Phil probably, They probably have to watch how much they take them out. Probably. But, yeah, let's ask. Let's see. <laughs> um, oh, so you talked about, like, groundhog weight, but... Someone did ask how much he weighs, and they said it, of course, depends on the time of year because summer he eats larger portions, winter, not so much. So they say he ranges between 11 and 17 pounds. Yeah. So he doesn't seem to 
uh, lose as much, mm-hmm. I feel like, as in natural places. Yeah. But for what he eats, he gets a steady diet of veggies. His tastes change much as humans do. Um, so for a time, he will really enjoy carrots. Then a month later, he may not want them at all. Uh, a few things do seem to remain consistent, they say, and that is kale, sweet potatoes, potatoes, corn on the cob, and bananas. He eats pretty well. Um, yeah, it sounds like it. He does eat other fruits, too, like I said, bananas, apples, blueberries, and strawberries. Oh, wait. I don't think... I think oh, he no, he enjoys those. bananas and apples. Blueberries and strawberries are not good ground for groundhogs. Wait, are not good groundhogs much... Yeah, I think like like how dogs can't and cats yeah. can have some types of fruit. They can't. Um, they can't have blueberries and what was it? Strawberries. They probably killed which one is from that. Probably, but also if you think about it, they're always getting into gardens. So I guess really, you know, put yeah. up a fence around your blueberry and strawberry. Yeah, they, maybe that's bushes. how that groundhog died that you found. Maybe we ate a strawberry. Yeah. Interesting. No, I think he probably couldn't even eat anymore because of how his teeth grew. Probably. I just starved. But anyway. Um, you just want to do one more? Yeah, I was, th- I was thinking that too. Okay. So the last one we have is how many fills have there been over the years? You know, the number one question that people ask, how many fills have there been? And they say, like we've said, there's only been one Punxsutawney Phil. He's been making predictions since 1886. Punxsutawney Phil gets his longevity from drinking the elixir of life, which is a secret recipe. Secret. Phil takes one sip every summer at the Groundhog Picnic, and it magically gives him seven more years of life. It's so funny. They say it's secret because each inner circle member has a like a certain thing that they have to bring for the recipe mm-hmm. but no one knows the full recipe so it's just one part of it so like if anybody spills the beans they can only spill about the one ingredient or there has to be some like one person that um, knows probably the president yeah or something but yeah so, really curious what each person's bringing in though i know Hopefully it's not blueberries and strawberries. <laughs> one thing, I know that was the last one, but I just saw with like what he does in his spare time, they do like a funny thing about reading. Yeah, yeah, But it does say he often visits schools, participates in parades, mm-hmm. attends professional schools. So you're right. He probably does go around. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> um, One last thing that I, or a few things I wanted to mention was um, PETA. Right. You know. I'm surprised it took so long for anyone. It sounds like they've been bringing it up, but Mm -hmm. this year was a little bit more of a push. So I think they do have some validity just with, you know, things we said. Mm -hmm. Leave leave the groundhog in peace. Yeah. But I I don't know. It sounds like he also has a pretty good life. Most groundhogs die by the age of, like, two, Mm -hmm. I feel like. Um, But. And it's just one. It is just one. Well, I mean, 13. But over even, the years, yeah. one at a time. So, PETA wants to replace Punxsutawney Phil with... Did you hear what they want to do? Nope. I didn't look at that. A giant coin. What? Mm-hmm. And they flip it? Mm-hmm. They have spent years trying to convince officials to replace Phil, and they continued this year by presenting a giant gold coin. Gold, gold coin. I don't. I doubt it's real gold. Uh, I'm sure it's just like the color. Uh, 
PETA sent a letter to the Groundhog Club's president, Tom Dunkel, the Monday before the second. So last Monday, whatever date that Mm -hmm. was. And within the letter, you can go online and like find the full letter. I'm going to just kind of summarize it really quick. But they offered to send a giant gold coin to replace Phil and to let him live freely in an animal sanctuary. Which I'm like, he's pretty much in an animal yeah, sanctuary. Yeah, that doesn't so make much sense. I don't really agree with. And how is a solution? coin going to predict predict the weather? You're just that's a chance. That's it. Just wait. Okay. The letter states that groundhogs are naturally shy, naturally shy animals, and shouldn't be quote jostled around and thrust in front of noisy crowds for a photo op. The full quote of that is groundhogs can't make heads or tails of the weather forecast and shouldn't be jostled around by the noisy uh by the large crowds uh um of a different species and thrust in front of noisy people for a photo op they also continue to say by saying phil's predict prediction every february 2nd predictions every february 2nd are no more reliable than a coin toss okay then you're there's no point in doing it at all if you're going to change it to a coin. <laughs> the coin that they are offering would say on one side, early spring, and on the other side, six more weeks of winter. That is so dumb. <laughs> Sorry, Peta, but that's really, really dumb. Um, it also suggests a new name for the holiday because they have to take it extreme. We can't say Groundhog Day. What do they want to say? <laughs> Tell me. Weather. Spelt. Like, uh... With an H? No. Like, the weather. Like, oh. rain, shine, weather, not weather or not. Okay. So, it's weather, there'll be more winter days. What? Like, they're put play on words, yeah, in a sense. that's dumb. They want that instead of ho- Groundhog Day. That is really dumb. Sorry. But that's dumb. I know. Like, some things I... I Come up with something better. I get, and... You know, someone has to be vouching for animals like that. Like, yeah. I'm an animal lover. I'm not trying to, like... Have a better plan. Have a better plan. No one's going to be for this. No. A coin, and then you change it from Groundhog Day to whether there'll be more winter days. All you have to do is have someone dress up as a groundhog. That's exactly. What Make it fun. It's funny. already funny. Just do that. Yeah. They, they do that in, I think, a Canadian town. I forget which one, but I think someone instead of an actual groundhog, they dress up. I just don't understand how, like, the name is affecting the animals. <laughs> yeah. Um, other offers throughout the years have been a human groundhog, like we said, mm-hmm. a permission tree, or per, not permission tree, per Simon tree, oh. um, whose seeds are believed by some farmers to indicate the weather ahead. Okay, I like that. I do too. And then a robot is the other <laughs> suggestion what? or offer. What? A like robot? A robot groundhog. A robot groundhog? Mm-hmm. Which I bet they Robo-fill. could. Robo-fill. <laughs> I, <bet laughs> I bet they could, like, do it to have actually better predictions then. Yeah, they could. Yeah. That would be actually kind of cool. Yeah. They would have the money for it with as much as they bring in. Um... I would suggest that you go onto the website and look at the noteworthy highlight section. There is a ton. I'm going to just read, like, the top two. So, during Prohibition, Phil threatened to impose 60 weeks of winter on the community if he wasn't allowed a drink. (laughs) I like that. 
1958, Phil announced that it was a, quote, United States Chucknik rather than a Soviet Sputnik or Mutnik that became the first man-made satellite <laughs> the to Earth. I'm going to call it the Chucknik. Um, so, yeah, there's a ton of them. It also says, like, that. the things he's, the governors he's met, people he's met, um, also, like, the stars from Groundhog Day movie, mm-hmm. like, them attending the events, things mm-hmm. like that. So go check that out. That's funny. Very last thing I wanted to talk about is the memberships. Yes. Okay. So you can become a member. Mm -hmm. All you have to do is go to that website, groundhog.org. There's, you know, call to actions with become a member. You can also sign up for the newsletter. But a membership costs $20 plus an additional donation if you'd like. And with that $20, you receive an official membership card signed by the official keeper of the legend of Punxsutawney Phil and the president or the president of the Groundhog Club. You also receive a copy of his official proclamation that year made annually on the 2nd. You get advance notice of the activities planned for the annual celebration. You're invited to members' receptions um, on the 1st that we talked about. And then you will... Also learn all the happenings for Groundhog Day and mingle with fellow club members. So it's just a way to bond. And did you say it's an annual fee or just the one-time membership? I just saw the one-time membership, but I didn't. I only went to the first page of it. Um, So it seemed like, you know, once you have the $20. So I don't know how many members they have. They probably have a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, And you see, you also received the Groundhog Ease, which is the Groundhog Club E newsletter, which comes out quarterly. Mm-hmm. If you want to do more for the event, you can be a sponsor. They're always looking for sponsorships, even though it's a free event. Hmm. Um, so you can have a you can become a platinum sponsor. You can do the platinum sponsor package for uh, $1,500, where you're listed on the website with a link to your to your own website. Your business company signage is at the event on um like saying how much you sponsored and then your name is on the sponsorship banner and you also get an official sponsor window decal with the level that you maybe we should look into being sponsors (laughs) i was kind of (laughs) (laughs) um and like really like push out ads for like this one that's funny they might not like it because of how we (laughs) were making fun of true um we support it we're gonna come with you guys next year yeah we're not going to sponsor right now. But anyways, (laughs) then there's the gold sponsor. So it's pretty much the same thing as the platinum, but you just, you like get all the stuff in the package. The only thing that you don't get is a link to your own personal website when they post you on Mm. their website. The silver pack, and that's a thousand dollar package. The silver sponsor package is $500. Um, It's actually the same thing. You get the same thing as the gold sponsor your package i just assume that your signage and placement is a lot smaller yeah the bronze package is 250 dollars, and you don't get like your you get put on the banner but you don't get like a thing denoting like your sponsorship mm-hmm. when another signage thing um all of them get the window decal except for general sponsors and those are $100. So general sponsors are just listed on the website and then they are on the banner. Hmm. We could probably do that. Yeah, <laughs> we could. 
Um, that's pretty much it. So I feel like I don't know how many sponsors they have, but I bet you with if you're ten thousand to forty thousand people, yeah, you want your name you want out your, there for them you, to see. Yeah, hundred percent. Maybe we should look into it. Maybe we should. Well, hopefully you learned something. I hope you guys learned a little bit about Groundhog Day if you've never attended it or heard about the celebration. Um, I definitely learned stuff, but I'm really glad you brought up groundhogs. Yeah. Like more. They know they can climb. They can swim. They're smart. Yeah. They whistle. They whistle. They're whistle pigs. Yeah. It's crazy. Ground squirrels. They yeah. are very cold in the winter. <laughs> yeah. They, that is what threw me so much is yeah. their temperature and heart rate and breathing rate. So if you have ever attended the event, like send let us, us your photos, let us know, um, invite us with you next time. Yes. Um, be sure to come next time with us so Sid can get engaged <laughs> to in front of Punxsutawney Phil, please. Oh, okay, is it my turn to do it? It's your turn to do the outro. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, crap. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and other episodes, please make sure you uh, download or follow us on the platform that you are listening to. Also, rate, review, know the episode or just the podcast in general you can also show your support by um following and liking us on social media we have facebook and instagram facebook is unprofessionals asking questions and instagram is uaq pod mm-hmm. uh, you can visit our website at uaqpod.com there you can access um like how to listen if you want to listen through the website or other platforms you can also go in to uh email us or put in suggestions uh reviews reactions whatever Mm -hmm. if you just want to reach out to us you can do that on the website you can also access the show notes so all of the photos um are pretty much kind of like in order of how we talked and the links to the sources and then if you really do want to support us because we're trying to grow and provide you guys with more content Mm -hmm. go to our patreon page and that's patreon slash uaq patreon.com slash uaq sorry i almost got it all (laughs) patreon.com slash uaq there's different tiers there Mm -hmm. um so whatever you are able to give to the podcast we put back into the podcast a hundred percent we are brainstorming some things within the next month or so we'll have like some cool things that won't be on our social media or on yeah um the podcast platform that mm-hmm. you're listening to right now so we'll let you know as that comes to fruition yes but you're gonna wanna you're gonna wanna get one of those packages or for sure whatever <laughs> but yeah I think that's it I think it is it was rocky but better. Yeah, well, to be honest, before we started the episode, Julia was screaming over a mouse. Oh, we so it that. threw everybody off. Yeah, and I don't normally do that. Wyatt like kept laughing. I'm like, what the hell? That was a genuine reaction though. It took a while. We finally got the mouse out though. It was tormenting me for like an hour or two. I was trying to take a nap and my cat threw it across the room and then we couldn't find it. But yeah. we found it the second Sid came in. Of course. Yep. And I just wasn't expecting it. I just I really to... didn't think it was under there. I thought yeah. it went back in like a hole. I just wanted to pick him up. Yeah, and she's be friends fucking with him. psycho, dude. <laughs> Meanwhile, Julia jumped up on the couch screaming like a cartoon. That was an actual like <laughs> sincere reaction, and I don't like that I reacted that way. <laughs> I'm concerned. 
never been scared by like a spider. Yes, yeah, not a mouse. <laughs> it scared me. Came out of nowhere. Came out of the place that we were checking. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh that's how it began. It's not how it's gonna end. So thank God. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah, we appreciate seriously. it. Bye. Bye. <laughs>